Well, good afternoon, Faith Family Church. So we just listened to an amazing sermon by Pastor Kyle from Ecclesiastes chapter 7, verse 15 to 29, titled The Letter. And the way that he framed the sermon was as if it was a letter written from the older Solomon to the younger Solomon, giving him some pointers in life that he wished he would have known back at that age. So we're going to open up this discussion panel. And the first thing I'm going to ask Mike is, is really, how did this uh, sermon bless you this morning? In a lot of ways, and I was talking to, to you all about this before, um, the very first, and I don't really remember exactly what Kyle said, but whatever he said refocused me on the fact that this just isn't Solomon speaking. Uh, this is the Word of God. And, uh, you know, that, that is very important to me. So at the very onset, whatever he said uh, reoriented me to this is the Word of God. As I begin to, to read through, especially at the first reading, I'm, I'm like, how's he going to deal with this? This is just like all over the board. <clears throat> and I realized real quickly that if left to me, <laughs> I could have misinterpreted a lot of that, mm-hmm. which, which brings up some other important points about how important it is to be under teaching. I could have read that several times this week. The Holy Spirit could have revealed things to me but to make it a, a complete circle is to have that expositor up in the pulpit faithfully explaining it to me right. on my way. So a, a lot of things like that. Uh, and I know we'll get to this, but the never stop repenting. Yeah. How that all ties in to the end. And that's, that's something that I struggle with. It's a daily process, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. So a lot of what we talked about today or God spoke speaking through um, Solomon was wisdom mm-hmm. and we hear that word and sometimes we can't necessarily put a, a definition on it like we should so can't what's what's godly wisdom what is the wisdom that Solomon is talking about in there mm-hmm. yeah and that's a great question so I think in order to define wisdom or per some loose parameters around it. Wisdom is the right application of knowledge. And so um, I was talking with Mary about this and she said, knowledge is to know that tomatoes are a fruit, but wisdom is to know to not put them in fruit salad. Yeah, yeah very good. <laughs> so very good. <laughs> kind of a neat little analogy, yeah, right? Yeah. So, you know, as we think about wisdom, I believe that we have an intake of, of, of kind of like knowledge throughout our life based off of three different areas, and the one would be experiences. The experiences that you have in life kind of generate knowledge and wisdom. The other one would just be study, studying, reading, taking information. Then the third one is observation, observing other people's mistakes, other people's successes, and then taking those, those three primary areas of intake of knowledge and then knowing how to apply that knowledge in certain situations in life that's the use of wisdom. So if you think about it from like, you know, an analogy, um, you know, you can have all of the, the, the knowledge for how to do, um, you know, framing a house or how to do fixture work or plumbing or electrical or finish work and all those different little tidbits of knowledge. But the wisdom is how do you incorporate all that together to build a house that's on solid ground and that can weather the storm, right? So that same wisdom, that intake of all that information that we're observing, that we're studying, that we're experiencing, then shapes a life that is able to weather the storm. No matter what happens in your life, that you can weather the storm, that you're on firm, solid ground. 
And, and that, that's kind of like my take on yeah. wisdom. Yeah, absolutely. So I'm going to ask you a question, Mike. Okay. okay so now as we, you know, we looked at that sermon and you had the older oh, Solomon yeah. talking to the younger one. Now we have an older Mike. What would you say to a younger Mike? You know, I, I've spent, I think the older you get, you spend time thinking about that. And I think that you think about what, what things would you change? And, you know, the, sometimes the first thing is, yeah, I would have invested in Apple stock or something like <laughs> oh, yeah, that. Sir. <laughs> but realistically, I know everything in my life happened to get me to this point. God used those things to get me to this point. But I wish I could go back and encourage myself to be serious about being in the Word. Mm. That was my first step into maybe real sanctification that I personally could right. see. I, and maybe it was even salvation. I don't know. I don't even claim to know at this point. But how it literally, I understand what Martin Luther said, that when it, Scripture begins to bind with conscience. And so... That began to happen to me. So I would encourage myself at a young age to get serious about that, right. to be exposed to um, other preachers and pastors. I think some of the men, like, I, I'm not, I wasn't, I didn't really, I kind of knew what expository preaching was, but I, I really didn't until, guess who? I listened to John MacArthur. Yeah. I'm like, Oh, that makes sense. And it wasn't necessarily that particular sermon, but as I begin to see it in totality. Uh, so I, and, and it, because ultimately what I find myself doing is, is this, what I would tell my younger self, are spiritual things. Because ultimately, what's going to last for eternity? It's not the money that I made in a certain investment or, or whatever. It is. It's not your good looks. No, definitely not that. <laughs> it is. It is knowing my Father, knowing my Savior more and more and more and more, um, and and you know, looking for that time where we are together in eternity. That He brings me in eternity with Him. And so, there's been mistakes that I wish I could go back and I could kick off my life's you know, right. radar, but it happened. It's who it makes me, but if I could, you know, if I would tell these young men out here today, and young women, but young men that were here today, guys, get in the Word, get serious about it. Let it affect you. Yeah. You know, it's funny as you talk about that, because I can think back to when I was a kid, and I remember the song lyrics from, from yes. stupid songs I uh, years old. Yeah. You know, that comes in the radio, I know every single yep. word. And I just wish that I had that exposure to scripture when my brain was a sponge at a very young age. It would have helped me later on in life. Yeah, I, I, man, I have thought that very same thing. Yeah. And how stupid, how, how I've wasted brain space. Yeah. And, um, you know, commercials, old commercials from the 80s and the 70s. How stupid is that? This is, you know, so anyway. You still have those dingles in your head, don't you? I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, so... All right, we, I talked about this, and, and I know it's important to you, too. He ties up this whole message today. Mm -hmm. Never stop repenting. Yeah. What does that look like? I, I mean, you know, I think at times we, we know that, yeah, we do that at the, the beginning of salvation when mm -hmm. we, we confess our sin. 
So I'm going to ask you, what does that look like in our life? Is it even important now? I mean, we're covered by the blood. Is it even important now? Or should, should that be something that Kyle should have tied this up with? Yeah. So I, I think I could frame it under this. You have a macro repentance and a micro repentance. Your macro repentance is at that point of justification yeah. when you were born again. And from that point in time, we each day, every minute, every hour, I mean, every second, we have micro repentance that we must do. And so I really liked it how he said that there are two ways to be lost and only yeah. one way to be saved, yes. right? And so that salvation is to, through faith in Jesus Christ and his finished work on the cross, that macro repentance that we did at the point of salvation. But those two ways to be lost, as he talked about the wickedness, and then he talked about a repentance from self-righteousness yeah. are the two things that we have to continually daily repent of. So what does that look like? Okay, so wickedness, we understand that you know, we still have sin tendencies. Like, yes, we're born again. However, in our, our, our regenerate, born-again state, we are indwelled with God's Holy Spirit who then conforms us and, and convicts us. Every time we contemplate sin and every time we think about outwardly doing sin, and we must be in submission to God's leading through the Holy Spirit whenever we're thinking about, you know, engaging in sin right. and repent of it and be obedient so that we can bring him glory in our lives. We must continually repent every single day. And then secondarily, our self-righteousness. You know, the longer that we're going to be saints, that, that tyranny of distance from the point of our salvation to where we're at now grows longer and longer and longer. And the easier it is to forget about what we're, what we're yeah. saved from. And we must never, ever forget what we were saved from. We must remember the sins that put Christ on the cross mm -hmm. and not think that we did anything, that we, that we said anything, or that we earned anything, or that we're any better than anybody else. We're daily repenting of our self-righteousness. Yeah. The end state is to glorify our Savior and, and not ourselves. Yeah. Uh, you know, repentance, uh, at least for me, one of, the th one of the reasons I don't like doing it is it is painful. Yeah. It makes me examine myself in a way that destroys some of those illusions of self-righteousness and things, which is, that's the good part. Right. But for some reason, my flesh tends to reject, maybe not necessarily reject it, but dread that. Yeah. There's, there's, there's that too. And the other thing is, is when I spend time in constant reflection of my sinfulness, I begin just to have a glimpse of how sinful I truly am yeah. and how in need of a great Savior I am. Yeah. And uh, as, a, as a believer, we should embrace that. It's something that we should just wrap our hands around. But Mike Workman's flesh is like, mm, not today. It's been a good day. I haven't done anything major. Let's move yeah. on. Yeah, I have to repent of Kent. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> good point, good point. So, Faith Family, we hope that this discussion panel was a blessing to you. We hope that it was edifying to you and that you daily would also repent and that you would stop and think about the things that you would write to yourself when you were younger and you would continue to grow in Christ as you're being conformed in His image. See you next week. Thank you for listening to this resource of Faith Family Church. We gather on Sundays at 495 Hugh Hunter Road in Oak Grove, Kentucky, and are a short drive from Fort Campbell and Hopkinsville, Kentucky, as well as Clarksville, Tennessee. For more information, visit our website, myfaithfamilychurch.com.